Hello and welcome to Diabetech. I'm Justin, I have type one diabetes, and on this show I talk all things diabetes tech, news, management, and beyond. Last week, I had the incredible opportunity to visit Insulet headquarters in Acton, Massachusetts. Insulet is the producer of the tubeless Omnipod insulin pump, which is what I use. I interviewed Eric Benjamin, its chief product and customer experience officer. I also got a tour of their factory, visited their research and development lab, and met with the team behind the pump. I learned all about the mechanics of an Omnipod, and I even built one myself. So stay tuned for more of that on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Now, Insulet paid for travel expenses, but all opinions and interview questions are my own, and they're yours. I asked for you to send me questions on social media, and I was overwhelmed with the response, so thank you for sending those in, and get ready for some answers even if some of the answers are not exactly what we were hoping to hear. New episodes of the podcast release every Monday on YouTube and all major podcast platforms, so be sure to follow, and if you want to give it a rating, that will help other people find it. Keep in mind that anything you hear on this podcast or content on my social media and YouTube is not medical advice. Always consult with your physician before making changes to your healthcare. Before we get into the interview, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Oh, okay, we don't have any season sponsors yet, but that's okay, because this is just episode three. All right, let's get into the interview. My users have a lot of questions for you. I put out like feelers on, on social media and like I was overwhelmed by how many questions. So a lot of these, most of these questions, I threw in some of my own, but most of these questions are theirs. Terrific. So, and, I, and we're gonna start off with a big one, one that That's many good. people ask me. So uh, Dexcom G7 support. Dexcom G7 just came um, earlier this year. Now we haven't heard anything from Omnipod yet about when we could get a closed loop. Do you have anything to say on kind of a timeline or when we can expect to get that automated insulin delivery between the two? Yeah, Justin, that's a great question. I believe you were here at our Acton headquarters today and got to see some of our manufacturing and what it takes to actually build a pod. So you have you know, inside insight into how the technology works and all the things that we do to bring innovation to customers. So our teams are hard at work on bringing G7 to Omnipod users. It's an integration that we are excited to bring to customers. Dexcom built a terrific sensor in G7. Um, our teams are making great progress. We have folks uh, at Insulet who are wearing versions of the system now, getting early feedback on how that experience is going. And we know that it's one of the two things that users ask us for most often, and we are bringing it to users as soon as we can. Recently, the Freestyle Libre 2 and 3 got FDA clearance for closed-loop systems. Are you working with Abbott uh, to create a closed-loop with those sensors as well? We are absolutely also working with Abbott. Abbott has been a terrific partner, and we congratulate them on getting their recent AID clearance. Um, we've been working with them for some time, and similar to the work we're doing on G7, we have folks at Insulet who have worn systems that we're starting to do the work to assure that connectivity, for example, through body is strong, and make sure that we're ready to deliver a great experience to customers. Great. Now, this next one, there are a lot of people who want to know when this is coming, the iPhone app. We've been hearing about this for some time now. Do you have any updates on a timeline for when we can expect it? And are there any features that could be interesting to people? 
Yeah, Justin, it's a great question. We know that actually the single thing that we hear the most often from our users and prospective users of Omnipod is asking about the iOS version of the Omnipod 5 app. I was in the field in Ohio a couple of weeks ago, and there was a day when that was the only question I got. And so we know that everybody wants it. Um, similar to where we are with G7, we've got people wearing it. We were far along in that product development. Um, as I think you appreciate from uh, what you saw today, building a fully disposable insulin delivery system is a little different than a classical insulin pump. And so we have a ton of technology that has to be built into our app to assure that users stay safe in their use of Omnipod 5 even when safety-critical technology is running on a mobile phone. So our teams have done the terrific work of making all that work well and safely. And I have to say, it is a beautiful product. And users are going to be thrilled when we show it to them. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, just the idea of being able to carry one device on you, I think a lot of people would really enjoy. It also just leaves less room for something to go wrong. Like, if your PDM breaks on vacation, uh, that's a little more nerve-wracking than an iPhone because you can go to an Apple store and get a new iPhone, you know? So I, I personally really hope that comes to, to users. Uh, that's, that's super exciting. Now, what about a tag-along Apple Watch app? Often with many apps out there, including Dexcom, you have the app downloaded on your phone and it's automatically on your watch. Is there any functionality or at least even a dashboard that you'll have access to on an Apple Watch with that app? Yeah, Justin, it's a great question. We're keeping the features of the iOS app still under wraps. Okay. But, but uh, again, as soon as we get it to users, we'll share all of the exciting features that are in the iOS version of Omnipod 5. OK, fantastic. Now, what about for people who don't have an iPhone? Are you working on an Android app for all Android phones or some Android phones? Yeah, Justin, uh, you know you may know, if you go to omnipod.com slash compatibility, you can see all the Android phones that are compatible with uh, Omnipod 5 today. There are a number of them. And our teams are constantly improving that experience. Uh, there was an update to that app push just a couple of weeks ago that delivered a bunch of behind the scenes improvements to make it even better for users. And we're constantly releasing compatibility with new models too. Yeah, and is there going to be a dashboard app for caregivers or parents for Omnipod 5 for them to use um, to at least like view those people's blood sugars, and will it even give them control? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> so uh, as you may know, Omnipod Dash had the View app, and yeah. we, have, we are working to bring that to Omnipod 5. That is a View app, so that's intended for caregivers to view mm -hmm. the state of what their charge is experiencing, both from a CGM and an insulin delivery perspective. Uh, it's an interesting question about control. That's not something we've yet worked on, but I think what we've seen is that what caregivers are most interested in seeing is knowing that the one that their loved ones are safe, and that's exactly what our View app does. Now, are there any? Let's talk about Omnipod Five. Are there any features that may be coming down the line for users of Omnipod Five? Yeah, there's always stuff in our pipeline. Uh, the thing that users will see first is um, Spanish language support. So there are a number of folks who prefer to you know, experience their instant delivery in Spanish in the United States. And that's coming here to users uh, between now and the end of the year. Um, we're also bringing Omnipod 5 to Europe this year, which we're really excited about. We're, uh, announced, we're launching first in the United Kingdom here in the next couple of months, mm -hmm. and then Germany later in this year, with broader launches planned in 2024. Beyond that, we've got lots of exciting things in the pipeline to come, and look forward to bringing them to users. Yeah, a lot of people ask me about time and uh, not time and range, their range, their their range goal. 
Are there any like hopes to bring that lower or give users a little more functionality when it comes to that range? Yeah, so um, Omnipod 5 has user-adjustable set points. And uh, uh, so the question is, are we thinking about lower set points at some point or a broader range of set points? Yeah, I see. Yeah, look, we're, um, we're innovating along all of the dimensions that can help users get better outcomes with less work. And you know, our algorithms team, which is phenomenal, has looked at the tens of thousands of years of data that we've already collected on Omnipod 5 performance and see opportunities to improve outcomes. Some of those are you know, settings type changes and giving users more flexibility, and some of those are just improvements in the core algorithm that we see and that we're excited to bring to users over time. Yeah, so now when it comes to the different types of pumps, I have a lot of viewers who are using the Dash model, which is the prior version, and then even the one prior to that, the Eros. What are your plans on supporting those pumps, the Eros and the Dash? So Eros, we have announced, is going end of life. Uh, our Omnipod Classic is, um, you know, we will not be distributing that any longer here in the uh, short to medium term. Okay. That's been a wonderful product. We've, we've sold it for years, but that one we will not be uh, starting any longer. So when exactly is that kind of coming to a conclusion, just until they're like, out, they're gone, basically? Yeah, there's, there's actually very few users who are still using Eros at this okay. stage. And um, so there's a pretty limited supply that is available. And, um, and we've communicated to those users as to when, you know, for how much longer we'll be supporting Eros. We will be marketing Dash for the foreseeable future. Dash is a wonderful product um, that we have lots of users, um, both in the US and in Europe, who are having a terrific experience with Dash. And we intend to continue to do so for a long time. Great. And will any future pumps support open protocols? Um, Many users out there are hoping for that for their own reasons. Yeah. You know, it's a little speculative at this point. And, and I think the question hinges on, do we, as an industry, migrate towards open protocols that are shared and common um, and therefore enable all of us to deliver protocols that are safe for, for you know, third parties to interface with? Um, Tidepool did something really impressive in getting their 510k clearance. We were pleased to be a part of their journey and to help make that happen. Um, you know, over time, I think the question that all of us who are investing to improve the lives of people with diabetes, the choice we have to make is how do we best improve the lives of people with diabetes? And at some point, that may be by supporting open protocols. Today, um, we're focused on Omnipod 5. All right, now let's get into the future of pumps, or, or the future of Omnipod specifically. So with the last pump version, or rather the Omnipod 2, coming down to the Eros Dash 5, there was a substantial drop in size, a 30% reduction. Is it feasible to make the current size smaller? Uh, so Justin, terrific question. I think you saw the inside of a pod today mm -hmm. in our lab. And you know the simple uh, estimate of what's inside a pod, it's about half reservoir and half power and electronics that control the pod. And so when our team thinks about you know, what is all the innovation that would have to go into making a smaller pod, we're kind of at the limits of physics on a lot of these things. Yeah. And so we now have to miniaturize every component of the system to make it smaller. You met some of the people at Insulet today who are hard at work on making that happen. Um, and of course, over time, we'll do so. Now, with that question, um, some people need more units or find that they need more units in their pod. 
Is that a direction that Omnipod's looking at, like putting in more units, uh, the ability to put in over 200 units, or does that kind of, is that kind of contrary to like making the pod smaller? Is that even like an avenue you're looking at? Yeah, look, you hit on um, you hit on two of the big three, and you know the third, of course, is wear length. And so when we when we go to learn about how do we improve the lives of people with diabetes, the three things that we hear most from users are. We'd like the pod to be smaller, we'd like the pod to hold more insulin, and we'd like the pod to last longer. And as you just observed, there's some tension between those. And so our engineers love those hard problems of how do we innovate to achieve multiple improvements at once, and those are the problems our team's working on. Yeah, and also for longer wear, is it even possible, like I know like people need to rotate their pumps uh, so that scar tissue doesn't build up. Yeah. And specifically the tubing on pumps can, you know, kind of needs that relief. Is it possible for there to be an Omnipod in the future that lasts longer than three days? Yeah, I think we'd have high confidence that someday, at some point in the future, that there could be a pod that could last longer than three days. We don't see sort of fundamental reasons that couldn't be true. There's a lot of innovation to do to make it true, but we don't see yeah. fundamental reasons that couldn't be true. Okay, and, and now more in the future of the software. As you know, glycemic indexes of food can make dosing yourself for insulin really difficult because foods that are fatty, like pizza, may not hit your blood sugar right away and will take up to five hours to absorb. And then ice cream, or rather like a lollipop or a piece of chocolate, will hit your blood sugar faster. Now currently, pumps on the market don't take into account the exact, like what type of food you're eating. You can't plug in the glycemic index. Could we see a future of Omnipod software that the algorithm uses glycemic index that you log in to help dose you and help dose an extended bolus for you? I think it's a really insightful question and a, and a really clever solution to a hard problem. Um, you know, I think when we think about algorithms, the thing we design first for is to reduce burden. And so I think the tension, the thing that we would think about in that type of a solution is, do we want to ask a user for that information? Sort of stepping back, every algorithm performs better the more information we give it. Right? If you're willing to bolus for a meal and you're willing to bolus accurately for a meal, you can get terrific glycemic outcomes. But most users don't want to do that. And from our perspective, as we seek to improve the lives of people with diabetes, we want to take away that burden. And so I think the question we'd ask ourselves about that is, is there another way we can achieve the high time and range, good responsiveness to a meal that users are after without needing to ask for the glycemic right. index? I mean, that would be phenomenal if you didn't need to ask. I will say as a user, and as someone who educates people online, people do want to learn. People don't even know about glycemic index. And that's wow. something I'm teaching people. And the fact that they don't know means they can't treat themselves as well as they could. And I think that it would be, if that's something that did come out in future software, it's worth educating users. You know, I also, the same could be said about a pump, right? It, sure. A pump is harder in some ways than MDI, but also MDI can be annoying too, multiple daily injection. Sure. So I think that people, if they're gonna feel better, it's worth, I'd say, and I hope that you put uh, that into consideration. I will say it's not a burden, personally. Um, and okay, now, let's talk about dual hormone pumps. There's been a lot of word in, um, and some concepts out there of dual hormone which could put glucagon, which lowers, um, rather takes away insulin and, and will uh, raise your blood sugar and um, well, could counter basically giving yourself too much insulin. So is there a possibility of seeing an Omnipod in the future that incorporates 
both of those? Yeah, it's another great question. You, you, you clearly think a lot about what the future looks like <laughs> yes. here, Justin. Um, so look, I, I think we would think about glucagon similarly to the glycemic index, which is our goal is to design burden out. And uh, you know, if we need to have a second prescription, a second drug that people are managing, the cost associated with doing so, um, we'd have to see a lot of benefit. And the amazing thing about Omnipod 5 is actually there are very, very few lows with Omnipod 5. And you know, it's some of the feedback that we hear the most strongly is that when people start using Omnipod 5, they just stop having lows. And if we can deliver that outcome without glucagon, we think that's probably the simplest solution for people with diabetes. Yeah, okay, so there's a lot of talk about AI these days, ChatGPT, anyone, anyone here? We may not even be sitting here soon because the AI is gonna take over. Could we see AI come to Omnipod software in any way? Like, I don't even know what that would look like. Like, do you know what that would look like? Yeah, absolutely. So there's lots of definitions of AI. By some definitions, Omnipod 5 is AI because it's a closed loop controller that's autonomously mm -hmm. taking inputs and making dosing decisions all by itself with no human involved. That itself is pretty amazing. You know, I think when most people use AI colloquially these days, um, we often refer to you know, black box models or models that are trained on huge data sets that maybe nobody can actually explain exactly what they're doing. And actually, even in that, I think the answer is yes. Someday we will see uh, more black box type AI come to insulin delivery. We just have to generate a lot more data, uh, which is happening quickly thanks to the unique features of Omnipod 5. And those types of approaches will absolutely be applied. Very cool. And now a recycling program. I feel like as an Omnipod user, and I think a lot of people with diabetes with all of their supplies, we feel so wasteful. <laughs> and the idea of being able to recycle would be such a great feeling. Is there a possibility in the future of Omnipod having a recycling program? Even if the, even if the contents weren't used for future Omnipods, if that plastic could be used for soda bottles or something that doesn't need to be sterile, could we see that? Definitely. So we uh, and are you working on that? Yeah. yeah. So yes to both. So we currently have uh, take back programs in place outside the U.S. Uh, we just published our annual sustainability report. We took back over 150 metric tons of waste for sustainable uh, disposal last year outside the U.S. And excitingly, we also started our pod take back program in the U.S. right here in Massachusetts. Um, our goal is sort of full circular. So we, we are uh, targeting being able to do the engineering to safely disassemble pods and reuse the components that have the highest environmental impact. And our teams are working hard on that today. And so what does that pod take back uh, program in Massachusetts look like? So we provide ways to, for people to send pods back to us so that we can evaluate them, uh, get, get the material back and determine what can be recycled, what needs to be disposed, and actually are there materials that, again, this is very early in evaluation, but in a future state, are there materials that are fully safe for rebuilding into another pod, which is, of course, the highest and best form of reuse. And then are you hoping to make that more of a widespread program yeah. in the US? Is that like, do you have a timeline for that at all? We haven't published a timeline on that. The, um, we're starting in Massachusetts because okay. getting the, the proper circular economy going is, uh, takes some doing, but our teams are in the middle of it and we'll be sharing more information as we go. Okay, great. And I, I really wanted to touch on accessibility of pods. A lot of people out there are currently using a tubed pump and are having issues getting access to Omnipod, whether that's insurance companies or even pricing. Um, can you tell me a little bit about some of the programs you have 
first let's start with kind of being able to switch to Omnipod and then we can get into kind of costs and stuff like that. Yeah, great. So the first thing, um, as you know, your viewers may know, Omnipod is a uh, pharmacy benefit. So Omnipod is not in the DME channel. There is no lock-in period. So if you're interested in Omnipod, talk to your doctor, get a prescription for a starter kit and pods, and you can get started. There's no, uh, there's no cost to get started. You're not locked in for four years. So very, very different from traditional pumps. And that applies to folks who you know, may still be using a tube pump today and are in warranty. So we'd encourage anybody who wants to try Omnipod should absolutely do it. Great. And then when it comes to the costs for people that may have issues with the pricing, are there programs out there to make that burden less of a burden? Yeah, absolutely. So the vast majority of people who um, have coverage for Omnipod pay less than $50 a month out of pocket. Um, for those who may have tried Omnipod and it checked their benefits some time ago, I'd encourage call Insulet and check your benefits again. Because over the course of 2022, our team did a lot of work to broaden access and accessibility. And so if it's been a few months, it's definitely worth, check worth checking benefits again. And if for some reason um, uh, somebody doesn't have access, we have teams that will help, both help get access if, if they're, for whatever reason their provider doesn't cover it, and we also have financial assistance programs available. Great, and so if people wanna learn more about specifically where, like for people outside the US that wanna get their hands on Omnipod 5, where can they find out kind of when it's coming to their country or any information that's really accessible? Yeah, uh, omnipod.com is the best resource and we have local web pages in every country with the most recent uh, market information by country. Great, is there anything that we didn't cover today that you kind of want to let people know about Omnipod 5 or anything else? Yeah, Justin, you asked a bunch of terrific questions today, but I, I think the thing that I would just reinforce is the future of automated insulin delivery and Omnipod automated insulin delivery in particular is really bright. You know, we are at the very early stages of dramatically simplifying life with diabetes. It's what everybody at Insulet comes to work every day to do is to simplify life for people with diabetes. We're thrilled by the impact that Omnipod 5 is having, uh, and we see so many opportunities to continue innovating along the lines that you've described and more for better outcomes and less burden over time. Yeah, and on a personal note, I wanna just say thank you for all your work and for everyone here because um, while I'm new to diabetes and wearing all this technology, I feel like the Omnipod has made me feel like my life hasn't changed that much. At least like when it comes to wearables, it is a pretty small device. It's also disconnected from any other device as well. So. I forget it's there, the same thing with my CGM as well, so thank you for all your work and making my life easier and my transition easier. Eric, this was fantastic. It was so great getting to meet you. And Justin, I it was an absolute pleasure. Me today. Yeah. I have to say I'm a bit bummed I didn't get more direct answers to some of the questions I asked. I was really hoping to get more substantial information on that iPhone app, and I know you were too. I'll continue to push Omnipod for more answers, and as soon as I hear more, you will be the first to know it. Now that's just the first part of Eric's interview. I also asked him about the newly announced Omnipod Go, which is a pump that will deliver basal insulin to those with type 2 diabetes. To hear more of that interview, head over to my YouTube. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and thank you Inslet for inviting me to your headquarters. This was so freaking awesome. This was exclusive access and I can't wait to show you more on YouTube and socials. New episodes of the Diabetic Podcast release every Monday on major podcast platforms and YouTube. There's a link to my YouTube channel and social accounts in the description of this episode. I've got even more tips, tricks, and diabetes tech reviews on those, so be sure to check them out. Until next time, I'm Justin, and I'll tech you later.